Hello, I'm William Toady, retired Navy captain, former commanding officer of USS Indianapolis Submarine, former chief executive officer of Spartan Corporation, and my book is From CO to CEO, A Practical Guide for Transitioning from Military to Industry Leadership. And today, I'm going to be talking about chapter nine of my book, Leadership versus Management. Let's get in it. I open each chapter of my book with a quote that I think adds to the context of the content that's in the chapter. And chapter nine, I open with a quote from the late Navy Rear Admiral Grace Hopper, a trailblazer in computing, where she says, to explain the difference between leadership and management, you lead people, you manage things. And I think that's a great quote and it really puts the entire chapter into context. And the way I put chapter nine together is I decided to, to take the path of an allegory. And I call this allegory the story of Scott. And so Scott is a leader of a division of a particular business. And Scott was a very charismatic leader loved by his people. He had a great capacity for you know, understanding his folks and and really connecting with them. And he really was a very good manager of his organization. In fact, he was known for his agility. The, the Scott was very good at skating to, to use the hockey analogy, skating to where the puck is. What he wasn't very good is at figuring out where the puck was going to be and skate to that point in space. And because of that, his organization was continually lagging the problem and losing, frankly. And it got to the point where leadership decided they had to make a change. And when they decided to make a change, they, they figured they would call on a trusted leader that they had leaned on for similar you know, jobs in the past, a man named Christopher. And that leads us to the Chronicles of Christopher. Leadership asked Christopher to take over the division. Honestly, to begin with, Christopher was a little bit reticent to do this. He was tired of always having to do turnarounds. And, you know, just always being put in a position of fixing broken organizations and doing hard jobs. And initially, he had no interest in doing it. So the company decided they really needed him to do it and put a compensation package together, basically gave Christopher an offer he could not refuse. And he decided, okay, I can't pass this up, and took the job. And true to his word, Christopher jumped right into it and found, not surprisingly, an organization that was very staid. It lacked skills needed to take the organization into the future. It, you know, its skill set was better suited for the business environment from 10 years ago. And so he started making changes almost immediately. He started refreshing the employee base. He found a middle management layer that was very 
ossified and fixed in its way of doing business. They only knew how to do things a certain way. So he started making changes there as well. And he was able to articulate a vision for the organization, something that Scott couldn't do. And because of that, people started getting rallying behind him and started getting on board and seeing the vision. And company leadership was very happy with this until something happened, or more precisely, something didn't happen. And in fact, what, what they noticed was, despite all these great changes that Christopher was putting into place, performance was not improving, and they couldn't figure out why. And so at this point, they decided they needed to bring in somebody from the outside, an analyst that I will call Anna. And so this begins then the annals of Anna. So Anna comes into the organization initially thinking that maybe Christopher took the job for the wrong reasons, for that great compensation package that the company had offered him and really didn't have his heart into it. It only took a short time for Anna to understand that no, in fact, Christopher was giving it at all, his all. He was working very hard. The kind of changes he made were appropriate. And the vision he prescribed for the company, for the organization, was probably the right vision. What Anna figured out over time was that there was something missing. And that when she evaluated Christopher's past successes, there was a missing ingredient in the current organization that was always there in the past. And that missing ingredient was this chief operating officer who I will call Gene. Christopher was successful in articulating a vision in all of his prior successes, but it wasn't actually Christopher who was moving the organization forward in manifesting successes. It was Gene, his chief operating officer, who was doing all these things behind the scene. Gene was setting up the tactical goals against Christopher's strategic objectives. Gene was measuring success against those goals. And when she needed to, redistributing talent to make up for falling behind. And it was Gene's management skills that was getting things done in moving the organizations towards the goals. Christopher came to believe over time, as did his leadership, that his past successes had been all him, when in fact they had not. Jean and her management skills were a great part of Christopher's past successes. And Christopher was not self-aware enough to understand that. The person who replaced Scott was a good manager, but really didn't know where the organization should be going. Christopher did, but lacked the management skills to get, to get the organization there. So there is a d profound difference between leadership and management, and the Journal of Gene is what taught the organization that Christopher lacked those skills. You know, it's, it's said, been said in the past that no set success is achieved in isolation. All success, including success in individual sports, are the result of a team effort. But there are thousands of stories of people who have failed in isolation. And this is one of those stories. And so I try to outline the attributes that result in good leadership skills and compare them with the attributes that result in good management skills. Some people can do it all. It's rare, but it does happen. But we all know people 
who succeeded wildly in one organization and then was perceived to have failed miserably in another. And you could think of sports coaches who found themselves in that situation, leaders in the military, and and it's often either a difference in understanding of the, the tactics, techniques, and procedures of the new organization, or a lack of some management attributes that caused them to fail. And that's the, the lesson I try to help you learn in chapter nine. In chapter 10, which I titled Defending a Legacy, I'm gonna des- describe how any organization, including government organizations, are institutionally structured to defend themselves. I argue throughout my book that when you transition to industry, you need to think of yourself as starting over again. There are certain attributes that you need to, to not unlearn that will, that will come in handy when you are in your industry career. So that's chapter 10, see you then. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.